welcome to MedTech Talks. My name is Leanne Delaney and this podcast hosted by Explore Life Science, a part of the SGI group, is dedicated to showcasing successful stories of exceptional careers and personal journeys in and around the MedTech space. Now today is our third episode of our mini-series Women Who Lead and I'm joined by Tatiana Black who is our Senior Director of Regulatory Affairs and Quality for Aspira Women's Health. Um, Thank you, Tatiana, for being here today. It's great to have you. And you're going to be talking to us on why resilience is such an important skill. So thank you for sharing your story. Well, thank you. I am very excited to be here with you today. Fantastic. So before we talk about your personal journey, tell me why you think resilience is such an important skill. Well, when we talk about resilience uh, being commonly referred as the process of adapting well in face of adversity or trauma, um, it's really important to have that ability to adapt and bounce back when things don't go as planned. That's, um, That's a very good understanding of resilience and I really like that. And do you think that anyone can learn this skill, like no matter where they are in life or, you know, how old they are, can they like adapt this skill? Oh, absolutely. You know, while um, certain factors uh, might make some individuals more resilient to uh, than others, um, resilient, it's necessarily something that you are born with. It's definitely something that you can learn. Oh, that's good to know. Well, we're definitely going to be talking about some tips a little bit later, but let's go to the sort of start of your career journey. Where did it all start for you then? Well, uh, I graduated as a pharmacist in Brazil and I joined a company that uh, it was actually a multi-country and the headquarters was here in the United States. So fast forward, uh, I was relocated to Rochester, New York. At that time, it was about 13 years ago, and I think back, wow, time goes fast. And um, it was a very interesting, life-changing experience. I came from a tropical country, and I moved to uh, upstate New York, which is eight months in snow, I would say, Um, very different culture. And I thought I knew English until I got here. And I realized that um, it's very different, right? When you, I think a lot of people, I work with a lot of people in different countries and there is one type of communication, which is through via email and it's about work. And we always referring to that same context in terms of the um, uh, things you talk about it. But then when you move to a different country is life. It's how you learn to do life in a different country, in a different language, uh, different culture. So it's really like reinventing yourself in a new environment. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely a really sort of useful perspective as well. And 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 the fact that you said sort of relocating that new environment, that new culture, new language. How how did it make you feel in that moment where? you realized there was so much new to learn now that you were in this new country and new job? Um, Insecure, overwhelmed, um, understanding that I had a lot of to learn and be humble because I had a well-established career in Brazil. Mm -hmm. 
and um, I had a way to do pharmacy there, you know, and just, just to give one example, when I um, was working in this company in Brazil, uh, the pharmacist will have a specific role in uh, manufacturing for pharmaceutical and medical device. Mm -hmm. And when I moved here, I learned that there were different uh, responsibilities associated with my profession that was not necessarily uh, connected to what I was doing. So I moved in and said, oh, okay, so what does that mean being uh, the professional that I am here? I have a whole background experience with medical device and pharmaceutical that I brought from there and like how then I adjust myself and adapt, right? And I think when we're talking about resilience, it's really, in, it really connected to the ability to adapt right and to learn about yourself and say okay how do i put my skills to work here in a way that i feel confident about what i'm doing yeah and and i think um obviously you're talking about lots of different elements that obviously became apparent when when you moved you know both country and and um obviously the, the position that you had what about um, discrimination? Did you suffer at the hand of any sort of gender or any other discrimination because of your your move and, and those new things you had to learn? Um, yes and no. This is very interesting. There's two important components of that. One is the self-perception. Mm -hmm. And uh, many times I felt that uh, it could be something that it was in my mind. Right. I think we all go through that, especially as women. So I'm, I'm I'm Latin. I speak a different language and I'm a woman. So I have, you know, the, those factors can definitely contribute to uh, some sort of discrimination. So one is how I was, um, you know, maybe paranoid or had that self-perception as, oh, you know, I'm different here, you know, and my and my work and what I'm saying by being packed by that. But then there's the other component that as a society, and it happens in Brazil, it happens in the United States and all different countries, how, how is a woman perceived in a work environment um, and the way that we want to conduct ourselves, especially when you talk about management. Um, I feel that there's still some things we have to improve in terms of having, you know, you know in terms of how women and men are paid for the same position. Um, but I would say that overall, I felt uh, welcome. And I think that depending on the area that I would say med tech is not the worst area for discrimination. I feel that there's a lot of great women. I work, my company is direct by a woman uh, CEO, and I work with another group, you know, so many great women as well that lead the company. Well, that's fantastic to hear. And it sounds like, um, that, you know, there's two folds when we talk about um, discrimination, especially as a female myself, like uh, going through quite a male dominated industry. You know, sometimes we, we have that internal feeling and other times there is, you know, um, ways for improvement. So it's really interesting perspective on both that. But it sounds like you've got some really good female mentors as well. Is that the case? Yes, absolutely it is. And I'm always looking for women to inspire me as well, right? We, we, we have a lot to learn with each other. 
<laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. And um, one of our other ladies that you'll you'll meet soon is um, she talks about finding your sort of community and your tribe of um, sort of females that that push you up, but also men as well. And I think that it's some really really good um, tips there that you might be able to benefit from as well. Um, so um, I guess one of those things that is um, really really important is you've got this ability to bounce back. So how how do you how have you sort of built that muscle that resilience muscle up to be able to go through those feelings and bounce back what is it that, that you do um i think one is i am um blessed by coming from a different culture and as a foreign i had the opportunity also to see things with i would say different eyes brother eyes uh, in terms of the challenges um, my country is under development and when i came here i was um i always had that sense of gratitude and looking on how um most of people have a better quality of life even when they don't have a lot even when they are not wealthy and I also believe that uh, I always had a sense of optimism and adaptability. Um, you know, I mean, my, my mistakes are my best teachers. And if I am kind to myself and I'm focusing on uh, learning from what I experience instead of just dwelling on, uh, you know, the mistake and self-criticism, uh, that's not going to lead me anywhere. So I think that that ability to see things in a positive way uh, helped me to bounce back. And I mean, once you move to a different country, you you have to be humble to understand. So I think there's a lot of self-development, self-awareness that goes into uh, that ability, that develop that ability of bounce back. Does that make sense, Leanne? Yeah, definitely. I think it definitely is that personal journey and that personal development of, of, you know, I keep saying build that muscle up, but it is, it's, you know, once you actually start to look at, you know, the, the optimistic opportunities, so to speak, you're looking at where these opportunities and these setbacks can actually say, right, what do I do now? What What's next? And that seems like you've got that ability to look for that opportunity of what's next, not sitting and looking at just what that setback is or what that obstacle is. Is that right? Am I right in right. saying that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> um, so what, what about other times that you've been resilient then? Has anything happened to uh, anything else that sort of really sort of inspired you to look for those optimistic things that you were saying about? Uh, I think that on a daily basis, all of us, from the moment that we wake up until the moment that we go to bed, we have opportunities to practice resilience, as you say. It is a muscle, it is a mindset, it takes, um, I would say, practice and diligence, right? It's like to to get back on track and say, okay, what do I wanna get out of the experience? But uh, I would say that I had another significant experience that showed me how uh, resilient I was is uh, in 2016, I was diagnosed with uh, cancer. And during that time, it was a 
considered a, uh, an aggressive type of lymphoma. And um, at that time, uh, and I went through surgery, but um, for those that don't know, when you are involved with that diagnose and there is a, a whole uh, journey of monitoring and assessing, you know, if, if there is um, any metastasis, which is when the cancer will really spread to other uh, organs in your body. So throughout that time, I had a great opportunity to practice resilience because it is an it is a situation where um, someone will feel down and uh, confused and um, we can feel hopeless. So you have all those feelings that have at that moment an open door in a situation that, especially the unknown, right? And I work, uh, Aspiral Women's Health is a company dedicated to improve women's life in association with ovarian cancer and other um, women's health condition. And, and I also speak with patients on a daily basis. So it is a, a very challenging moment where you have to look for that toolbox of resilience, adaptability, optimism um, to bounce back again, you know, get up on the next morning and feel like, no, well, we're going to go through this. <laughs> wow, what an incredible personal journey. And, and you said you spoke to patients of your own business as well. You know, what was that like being able to relate to what they're going through, seeing as you'd obviously been through something similar as well? Oh, it's absolutely fantastic, Leanne. It made me a better professional because I have the opportunity as a pharmacist to practice and interact with patients as well. That is also a blessing. It's a call I have. But the empathy allows us to um, see the situation with way more um, connection. Mm -hmm. And it pushes through a, it just creates a great sense of motivation on me to do my work from the moment that I start my day until the end I start my day thinking of the big picture, right? It's like, yeah. why am I doing this? Uh, well, I have a, this has a meaning. I'm doing this to save women's lives, to improve women's life. And when they share these stories, I, it's not all the time that I will share my personal story, but I can go with the patient. I know where they are going and I know what they need to, you know, a kind of guidance and uh, words actually, you know, and sometimes um, medical guidance, right? Sometimes it's hard to see where to go. Um, so, yeah. And I also would say that for in my, in my case, what helped me, to bounce back, it was a, um, how can I put it, it's a great, a sense of integrity. Mm -hmm. And I would not say only integrity on the aspect of the moral values. We, we use the word integrity to describe that as well, right? And it's appropriate, but also that perspective that I am whole and I'm balanced and I, and the external circumstances, they would affect me on the way that I am, I'm allowed them to. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And I, I think, you know, the word cancer 
you know, it used to be, uh, you know, a death sentence in a lot of cases. And now that, you know, that's not the case, but we still do get that feeling when you hear the word um, for obviously people getting that news, similar to yourself and your patients, but, you know, friends and family, I mean, we've all been affected by it. And when somebody says, oh, you know, we found a lump or something like that, your heart just drops. So the fact that you get to share that feeling and that experience with your patients, I, I guess, allows you to connect. And, and you're a survivor. You're, you're here today as a survivor, which is, you know, fantastic um, story to share with people. And your patients must be able to see that positivity and that optimism for themselves. Is, do you think that's right? Yes. No, I agree. And I will add to uh, that, that also, you know, I mean, I kept a healthy routine, even when I was not feeling healthy. Mm-hmm. And I also think there's importance because resilience has to do with not giving up, right? So it's, and I mean by healthy routine in many ways, it's how your mind, your feelings, you know, are, we, are you working on keeping those feelings healthy for you and not dwell on feelings that will actually um, sabotage any um, healing that you have? You know, more and more science is acknowledging how important is the patient mindset you know we have so many research at this point on placebo effect and um you know in practical terms you know keep a healthy routine if you are able to exercise you know think about what you are eating if you can meditate or find other ways that you know that it will help to um keep a healthy um how can I say if a foundation for you to absorb those challenges and bounce back? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good tip. And and there is, there's so much studies now. And I think um, there's so many ways that you can get involved in, you know, meditating and um, being able to be mindful. There's so many different practices now. And, and I think just having that positivity and that time to reflect on yourself is super important um and it it just goes to show how much it's worked for you um in in both your career and and a personal sort of self as well um your your sort of current position at the moment you've obviously progressed up to senior director so you're doing you know really really well in your career do you think this resilience um you know outlook and your positive outlook has really sort of helped you get where you are today in your career Oh, absolutely. And helps to work with people as well, right? Nobody wants to work with a grumpy person, negative person. So (laughs) I do have people that work with me. They know they will say, okay, that's fine. Okay, what can we do about it? You know, let's just not point fingers or anything like that. Let's just move forward. We're going to get through this. And so I think sometimes it's, you know, it's, better to work with people like that i try to be positive and uh, i think that just definitely helps oh that's really good to know so if anybody is listening in today and they would like some quick tips or any advice on being more resilient what would be sort of like the first sort of maybe three things that you'd start with have you got an idea oh boy okay well i would say that um as i mentioned before First thing is self-awareness. I think for me, that's what helps is the ability to learn about yourself and continue to grow uh, into what you know that you are. And that actually also ties to be trusting yourself because 
you learn about yourself, you know your challenges, you are self-aware of uh, the triggers and feelings that maybe sometimes make you feel down and uh, that helps you to push through, definitely. I would say first one, self-awareness. Second one is something that it's very common, especially for women, self-criticism. We are so hard on ourselves and every woman that I work with, I would see that same uh, traits in a way or another, but um, we tend to absorb criticism, we are very hard on ourselves and say, oh my gosh, I did this wrong and why did I do that? So I think that we, we really need to get better and be kind to ourselves, you know, especially as women. Um, that help us to forgive ourselves and move forward because those feelings do not help in terms of resilience. That's, that's not what is. And it's it, to be, this ability of um, forgive yourself has nothing to do with being self-indulgent. Those are very different things. And sometimes this is a misconception, you know, oh, to be serious, you really need to be hard on yourself. Uh, it's, it's really not about that. So I think it's that work and being more uh, lighthearted about things and just, you know, saying, okay, this was, mis was a mistake. I have integrity, I'm gonna fix this. I think that's important. And uh, third thing I would say in general, like I mentioned, optimism, you know, like the mindset, I don't give up, you know, nothing is permanent. Think about resilience is, resilience has, has to do with the ability to adapt to change and everything changes as we know, right? Except the change itself. So, you know, they might say, okay, I'm going through this, but this is not permanent. This is just a situation. I'm going to go through this. There is a better tomorrow. And again, my mistakes are my best teachers. They only make me stronger. And that inspires people as well, because the biggest leaders that inspire me at this moment, they were not perfect. Those are people that inspire me because they showed me how to overcome my challenges. They are resilient. They are not perfect. They are resilient. <laughs> No, I really like that. And that's very true when I see people that say, oh, I made a mistake. This is how I'm going to fix it. Um, you know, it, it leads the way, it opens those gates for everybody else to say, oh, you know, a mistake is not detrimental to my career. I'm going to get fired or it's not detrimental to who I am. People think I'm incompetent. It's actually we're human. We can make mistakes. We learn from them. We admit them and we look forward and we we move forward. But do you know what? I, I really like the forgive ourselves part you know, we are our own worst critic. You're so true, so correct in that. We are our own critic. So being able to figure up ourselves and then look to, okay, what do we do now? What's what's our options? I think is such an important lesson. So I really, really like that one. I think I'm going to adopt that into my own personal, personal development as well. Um, this has been um, a really, really fantastic conversation. So thank you so much. In terms of your current company, it sounds like a fantastic place to work. So what, what's happening with your business at the moment? Are you doing anything that's interesting that people should maybe visit your website for? Oh, gosh, yes. We have so many initiatives that are related with women's health, as I say. So uh, if you want to check it out, we have a website. It's Aspira, W-H dot com and you have you see the opportunities that you have to connect connect with others and see what we are doing that's 
Brilliant. And if anybody would be open to connecting with you on LinkedIn, would you be opposed to that or happy oh, for Absolutely. You know, it's one of the important things about resilience is community, right? We have to connect, especially through challenges. Uh, we are stronger together. Thank you. That is that is brilliant. So thank you so much for your time, Tatiana. It's been lovely to hear your story and your tips. Fantastic advice. So thank you very much. Thank you, Leanne. So anybody else that's listening in, um, what I will do is I will put uh, Tatiana's LinkedIn uh, below and the website um, for her organisation that you can visit and have a look at what initiatives they're doing. But if you would like any more guidance on uh, resilience or anything like that, comment below. I'm sure Tatiana will give some more tips and stuff like that if you reach out to her. But thank you so much for listening and see you next time on MedTech Talks. Bye for now.